Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. We ask that you'd come. Have your way. We ask that you would invade today, God. I ask, Lord, if people came in with their own agendas, that you would remove that. People came in with uh, burdens, that you would remove that. If people came in with thoughts that aren't centered on you, God, that we give it over to you. God, if people came in with pain, God, I ask that you'd reach forth from heaven and signs and wonders would take place. I lift up the ones that couldn't make it, God, that are sick, Lord. I ask that you would just pour out your spirit upon them right now and embrace them, God, that healing would come over their body. God, what a true moment this is. But God, we ask that you would come and that you would speak. That you would have your way. That you bless my brothers and sisters in this room. We ask for a fresh impartation, a fresh revelation to come forth this morning. We give you all the praise and glory. We love because you first loved us. We're in this place because of love. And God, we bless you. We bless you on the throne right now. We celebrate you. Embrace us today. You gave us ears to hear, so we ask that we'd hear. God, any part of me that you take away, I ask that you'd speak. I ask that you would move. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, the last three weeks, we've been going through a series of being yoked to Jesus. And I want to encourage you guys to check out uh, these three things that we've gone over on our website or go on our Facebook page where you can actually listen to these. And I'll, I'll name the three right now. Jesus wants to teach us we have a father. Jesus wants to teach us the road can be difficult, but we grow through suffering, not in spite of it. Jesus wants to teach us how to rest and respond in a culture of rage instead of, of react and retaliate. And those are the three things that Chad has really touched based on. If you missed any one of those, like I said, I encourage you to go uh, listen to that. Amen. So the theme verse that we've been going through is Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 29. It says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, he meant that we are to submit ourselves. We are to submit ourselves every day in every way. All right, so how the, the yoke was made, it was made of wood And it was hand-carved to fit around the neck and shoulders to prevent pain or discomfort. In ancient culture, the word yoked was a term that was used to describe submission. So that when we, sorry, so when someone was described as being yoked, 
to someone or something. It was communicating the idea that he or she was in submission to the person or thing. Consider, consider this. Everyone is yoked to someone or something. Everyone. The question is, what are you yoked with? What are you yoked with? Well, some are yoked under the power of sin. They are under its control. Some are yoked with unhealthy relationships. So I'm going to give you an example. When I, I was born in a, and raised in a Christian home, but I was... I was actually, I was born with a severe learning disability. I had a gap in my brainstem, so everything that would go in, I couldn't process, would just leave. So I got held behind in, in uh, kindergarten. Then I was placed in a handicapped class. And I actually went, my whole childhood, I was raised in a, going to a handicapped class. So I had a lot of fear and insecurity a lot. And I was actually, that's what I was yoked to, is fear and insecurity. So I, I actually graduated high school with a fourth grade reading level, which actually was crazy. And so I actually just made it through, ba- barely through school. And after high school, I chose to rededicate my life to the Lord and be full in, to give it all. To give him all the glory. And so I actually, I was like, Lord, you created me to understand your word, but I don't understand it because I have a fourth grade reading level. <laughs> I want to be able to understand these words. And I'd cry out and I'd pray. And all of a sudden there was breakthrough. Where I actually read the word and became alive. And I read the word in six months. Couldn't put it down. It was the very first book I read other than a child's book. But when I was reading, I came across 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. See, I came across that, but I was still struggling with fear and insecurity. A few things I'm going to touch on fear. Fear is the opposite of faith, right? Fear and faith are equal. This is what I mean by that. They both have power. Fear has the power of you staying in the same place and not operating in your, what God has called you to operate in. Faith is the opposite, where you actually walk in the miraculous, where signs and wonders take place, that you never knew that could ever happen to you. So, both fear and faith project into the future, and both demand to be fulfilled. The bottom line is, which authority are you going to give, give into? 
Which one are you going to listen to? So God, God's word tells us 365 times to fear not. So that's one for every day. That I choose not to fear. By entertaining the spirit of fear, your actions are saying you cannot trust God with your life. And you have to take control of it yourself. Your heart says, God, I just do not trust you and you cannot meet my needs as my protector, my provider, and so on. In 1 John 4.18, it says this. There is no fear in love. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. The devil uses fear to control our actions and beliefs. We will not go forward if we live in that place of fear. It's like this, where we like place ourselves in a cast where we can't do nothing. Devil uses fear to control. It says this, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, works about like a wearing lion, seeking whom he may devour. Do you know that lions are like dogs that could sense fear? It can sense fear. And the devil, when he sees that somebody has fear, he will attack. Well, there's good news. If you believe Jesus as your Savior, if you believe and you follow him, it says this. We have a greater lion that lives inside of us. He's called the Lion of Judah. And I'm not afraid of that other lion. That's trying to attack. I'm not afraid and I'm not going to allow him to attack because I have a greater line inside of me. Amen. Isaiah 58.6. It says this. Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loosen the chains of the unjust and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Let me... State that again, Isaiah 58.6. Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? To loosen the chains of unjust and tie the cords of the yoke. To set the press free and break every yoke. Jesus, we just thank you right now. That you release the yoke of our oppression. That you encourage us to take on your yoke instead. So the good news is, for me, is that I chose, I chose to place his yoke upon me and say no to fear. But it's an everyday battle. Here's what I mean, is every day I have to make that choice. Every day I wake up, I go, Jesus, I choose to place your yoke upon me. I do not choose to allow the fear yoke to take over again or insecurity. 
See, it was kind of like a battle like that I was facing now because back then I would never read in front of people. I would never speak in front of people. I would never do that. When I actually rededicated my life to the Lord, I actually had an opportunity of reading in front of people, but I actually would make excuses to get out of that place. I would go to the bathroom. I'd start shaking. I was afraid, but I was like, wait a second. And then I got called. The Lord actually brought that scripture up and all these things up to me and said, no, that's not you. You're operating in this wrong spirit. You're a child. It's time to act like one. Come under my yoke. See what I can do. And so I allowed him to do that, and here I am. I'm speaking in front of you guys. I'm reading in front of you guys. If, you were, if we were to go back to high school or middle school or anything like that, I would, be, I would laugh. I would say there's no possible way. But as we know, through him, all things are possible. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So good. And then he actually called me to go to the next level and graduate college and, and all this kind of stuff. See, he's such an amazing God. It just doesn't, it never ends. He always calls us to go to the next level. It says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let's just look, take a look at the context of Jesus' words. Okay, here's Jesus telling the story. And you know, the yoke has two, two spots. And usually there's, there's, so there's one oxen that is under the yoke who's more mature, who has peace, who works hard, who knows what to do, who actually carries most of the burden, more than the one that's partnered with, which is a very young oxen that doesn't know anything, that, that's all over the place. But yet the older one knows that he's training the younger one. So he's very patient. But yet he has hope for the younger one because he was in the same place. You see the resemblance here is that Jesus actually, it's his discipleship. It, re- it resembles discipleship, but also Jesus invites us in to learn of him, which is another way of stating, be my disciple. There's peace in not having to figure life out on your own, right? That brings forth peace, Right? There's assurance if we choose to follow his lead. Jesus also declares that his yoke is easy. And the word easy here doesn't imply simple. It actually implies good. We state that again. Jesus declared His yoke is easy, and the word easy doesn't apply simple, but it implies good. It 
If I'm yoked to Jesus, there's a peace in being yoked to someone good, loving and patient, right? So somewhere down the line, maybe we lost that way or we haven't received those things, those aspects that I just said. Good, loving, and patient. Maybe we have another yoke on. Well, today is the day where we let Jesus move the, remove the old yokes. Today is a day where we step out in the faith and listen to Jesus. Let's all just close our eyes just really quick. Just picture Jesus saying this. Jesus approaching you. He's saying this. Get in the yoke with me. Get in the yoke with me. Son, daughter, get in the yoke with me. Let me disciple you. Let me teach you. I will bear the weight of your burden. I will bear this weight. My yoke is good. And you'll find rest and companionship in our labor together. Let's just go on this journey together of life. Amen. So this is good news. It's not bad news that we actually have the opportunity to be yoked with Jesus. So the other good news is is that the message is short and sweet. (laughs) Uh, Come on. So if I could have a ministry team come forward, if I could have any leaders come forward, Here's a couple of things. A couple of things here. So if this connects, connects with your heart in any way, I want you to come forward. But before I state that, before you come forward, is... I'm not trying to get people to come forward. That's not my agenda, okay? I don't, but the Lord looks at the heart, and as an expression when you come forward, it's coming operating in humility. It's about you and the Lord. It's not about what other people are going to think or what other people are, are doing. It's about you and God. So I want to encourage you as an expression, if you have another yoke on today, and you want that yoke to be removed of anything that is other than Jesus that you're operating in. Come for it.